Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of CCSI Got Tech. This is podcast number 17, and I'm today's host. My name is Larry Biancully, and our conversation topic today will be current and future concerns of security IoT devices. So because it's a mouthful, I have two guest speakers with me today, one to defend the security side and one to defend the cloud side. So with that said, I have Matt Pascucci, CCSI's Cybersecurity Practice Manager, to my left, and none other than the infamous Joe Goldberg, CCSI's Cloud Practice Manager, sitting to the right. So good day, gentlemen. Good day. Good morning. All right. Let's jump right into it. So, IoT, I'm sure everybody by now has heard the three letters that seem to be so confusing to a lot of people, IoT. What makes IoT devices so risky, Matt? So, I think the biggest part of this right now is there's very limited standards on IoT devices. So, they still have the same thing. They're still, you know, patching is still an issue. You're always going to see the SDLC of how you're pushing out and doing code and all that kind of stuff with them. But there's, there's very limited standards on what can be done right now. There's a few of them, the IoT security um, standard that they're looking to release in, in the government now, which means they want to propose that anything that has, it's considered IoT, is gonna be patched, it's gonna have you know proper coding standards, certificates, that kind of stuff. Um, but the problem is that just because we do that here, doesn't mean that someone in a foreign country is gonna do that, and then if we purchase those, Devices bringing on networks, we're still, you know, we're still vulnerable and exposed at that point. So that's one of the biggest issues that we see currently going on there. And then, you know, they're very limited. Um, there, it's very limited that people go out there and say, "Hey, we're going to go patch our, you know, hardware sensor that hangs off this legacy hardware that no one even remembers half the time." So doing a good identification discovery of where they are, um, that's a big thing, you know, currently right now. But also just understanding where your risks are and where your exposure is afterwards is also probably um, even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's we've been hearing this term IoT for, for many years now, right? And so I think, um, you know, just to frame it, right, you, you put it into um, a business, right? And so, you know, businesses, uh, when it comes to cybersecurity, um, you know, they have, a, most companies today, they'll have mm -hmm. a, some type of cybersecurity posture, right? So. Um, they'll be doing things like micro-segmentation, you know, endpoint protection, and things like that, right? And they have a pretty hardened, in, uh, you know, environment when it comes to the typical, um, you know, endpoint infrastructure, um, what they're trying to protect in terms of assets. Now, all of a sudden, you start introducing smart TVs into the equation, right? And you start introducing... Um, you know, um, bridge devices in conference rooms into the equation. And you hear stories about how, you know, uh, a specific um, hedge fund or, um, you know, uh, a private equity company um, had some of their equipment hacked and how that information, how that, what was happening in the boardroom was leaked out and how it was held for ransom. So, you know, these stories are becoming more and more frequent. And then you read that there's more and more um, exploits that are targeting some of the IoT-like devices, you know, the Bluetooth hacks now, right? There, there, there are well-known Bluetooth hacks that are out there, right? So when you really start looking at it from a cybersecurity uh, analyst, right, you, you have to maintain your current strategy of, you know, um, defense in depth. But when you now consider the new IoT devices, right, what, what else do you have to do to consider 
you know, defending the entire organization, not just the IT assets, but all of the assets now. So from, from that standpoint, you know, everything has the potential for risk. So as you mentioned, you know, going out there and, and determining where they are and segmenting them, that's, that's probably the first place to do it, but also getting things that are going to be, you know, tools and processes, procedures and, you know, risk registers of, you know, we do a good job, you know, going out there, you know, patching things um, from a Windows perspective. You know, you can do that automated. A lot of times people don't do it, but, you know, that's, that's something that has become easier and easier to patch um, every day. But now you have a, a Samsung TV or you have something hanging off an HVAC somewhere where they're not Windows. You kind of just throw those to the corner. So identifying is always going to be the first, you know, first aspect of this. And there's kind of, when you speak about IT, there's kind of two areas that are, you know, the major issue. And one of them is internal um, IoT devices that you brought in here that are being used for a particular purpose, TVs, soda machines, you know, toasters, coffee machines, whatever, anything that has a, a nick on it that's not, you know, essentially being used as a console. Uh, then you have ones that are outside the network um, that could be used um, for you know, exploits. So you see a lot of these big DDoS attempts, you know, that came out and with the Mira botnet and they kind of just took over traffic cameras because there was one particular vulnerability in a particular IoT device that nobody even remembered they even had and they've now used them as a botnet. Um, we've also do a lot of penetration testing and if we can get hold of something external like that or if we can even, you know, hit or pivot off of a, a TV or a coffee machine, which we've done in the past, you know, you, you don't really expect that type of traffic. And that's, that's really where we need to just take this anomalous type of traffic where it's like, why is my toaster talking to my accounting software? Like, <laughs> why is that even occurring? So, you know, utilizing best practices, making sure you're patching, making sure you're segmenting, and then using, you know, 24-7 monitoring of anomalous traffic of that's not normal, or why is my soda machine beaconing out to a foreign country? Um, you know, making sure you have those approvals and certificates, all that kind of stuff out there. So, you know, those are areas that we would do first to try to lock things down. Um, but it's, it's difficult because, you know, as we saw with the whole Stuxnet malware, you know, they, you know, I'm not going to say who, we had to make assumptions, but people were going after, you know, IoT devices, PLCs and SCADA things, and, you know, they were in, able to do things to hardware that was not, you know, expected, and it caused major outages and, um, those are those are things that we see today with any type of IoT breaches. Yeah, so. yeah, no, absolutely, right. My, why is my toaster oven talking to my accounting uh, server, right? So, you know, that's baselining, right? It's doing things that uh, is is creating some type of uh, baseline. Machine learning's been around for several years now in security, and we see some of the new newer players coming out, right? That that extend into the this IoT space, right? And so, the example you showed was one use case. Another use case, even more simplistic, would be, you know, from a healthcare standpoint, right? Why is that, you know, the medical device, you know, talking to a, a CNC in China or, or creating a CNC out to China, right? So these are all questions that um, if you don't know, you should know, right? Um, you know, so as I turn my head to the right here and look at uh, the Cloudberg, <laughs> Joe, you hear all these device, uh, you hear all these these discussions about how IoT is going to kill cloud. What's your take? I I, th I think they're going to go hand in hand. The cloud providers have started building IoT hubs to allow manufacturers of IoT devices to have a, a simple central place to have all of their equipment call home to, and these hubs will um, make it easier for manufacturers 
to push upgrades to their devices, um, to, to provide security and monitoring capabilities so that hopefully manufacturers will be able to stay ahead of the curve and um, make it more cost-effective for the manufacturer to build security in to the devices that they're already um, producing. Because if it, if it gets to the point where um, you know your refrigerator is constantly stealing your credit card number, that's uh, you know people are going to then stop asking for internet-connected devices, and that will be bad for everybody. So I, I think that um, the with the cloud with the cloud companies working with IoT device manufacturers, I think they'll really help improve uh, the security, the overall security of the environment. Yeah, I don't want my, my refrigerator becoming a botnet, you know, it's especially when my wife likes it so much. Right. <laughs> to have to surrender it to the FBI. <laughs> um, so, Matt, what about, so for the, uh, the listener out there, right, when it comes to IoT security, um, you know, I mean, doing some, you mentioned pen testing, doing some vulnerability management, right? Uh, some scanning, right? Typical assets, very clear on. How are some of the, the, uh, the tenables of the world or some of the other uh, vulnerability management uh, vendors these days rolling in the IT uh, or even the OT portion of IoT? Is that, are they keeping up with that? Is, you know, yeah. for the user, how does the user, where does the user start? Can they start with, you know, looking at maybe vulnerability uh, assessments and, you know, going out and targeting targeting some IoT devices. Yeah, I think, bef yeah, what they're going to do with that is, is going to be great because it's really going to give you an assessment of what you currently own. You might think you own 10 TVs and, you know, a toaster and a soda machine, and then you go get some of these tools to do that initial discovery, and, you're, and you realize that, okay, I have thermostats, I have, you know, I have cameras, I have all these things that are hanging everywhere. I had no idea we're IP-based. Um, you know, phones, everything. So just, just the assumption of what you have on your network based off of, you know, what you thought you had on your network is kind of big, right? So um, that would be the first step always with, you know, a lot of these vulnerability, vulnerability IT, uh, IoT and OT type of solutions is the first thing that we're going to do when we do any type of engagements here is really discovering what you have. Um, and then based off of that, where in the network is it? And then even take it a layer down of what it can touch afterwards. Um, once you can get those those informations kind of uh, information kind of done, you can get a better understanding of, you know, who owns these, you know, what what department is actually responsible for these, and then take it even to to another level of let's make sure they're getting patched, they're segmented, and then what we see a lot of um, companies do, and we recommend is take a third party management approach of okay, now you have all these thermostats in there, do you have contracts with them? What data is being passed over, like? Now you get more about the privacy of the data and what's being sent and to who and how and where is it being stored. And so it, you're acting really, you know, doing the secure mindset of going from discovery to who has my data, where is it being stored, and how can I get it back kind of deal. Um, you know, this, this happens with GDPR. This happens everywhere. You know, there might be, you know, medical devices now. We're, we're all talking about toasters and stuff, but now you have medical devices that are, you know, all over the place. They're all IoT. They're collecting PHI information, where is that being stored? Is it going up to the cloud? Um, how are you protecting those devices as they're on the network? So these, these we, we see even a lot of tools that are just sector-based, that are just focusing on IoT that we that we recommend and that we use as well. So it doesn't just have to be just regular, you know, televisions at the same point. So even though that is an, that is an issue, but um, for us, we just want to get down to discovering them, locking them down, segmentation, 
um, and then understanding of you know are they even using default credentials that's where you get like the vulnerability management part of it so you know taking the whole security maturity you know doing the the, the NIST and sys controls on top of it to make sure that everything works and you, know, you treat it as part of your program yeah yeah Alrighty, guys. I think we're out of time for this episode. So, uh, so Matt, I'd like to thank you, Joe. Thank you, and uh, I'd like to thank the uh, the listeners out there for tuning in t- for this episode. One other uh, point to note is for uh, anybody of interest in in the New York City area, uh, please check out our website and sign up for. We're going to have a one day cybersecurity event on May nineteenth in New York City. It's going to be a good event. We're going to have a lot of uh, uh, cybersecurity topics and tracks that will be discussed with some manufacturers showing the latest wares. IoT subject for today will be discussed there and we'll have some vendors there representing um, some of their solutions and you can find that information at ccsinet.com. So with that I'd like to say good day. Thank you for tuning in and until we talk again have a great day. Mm-hmm.